0: Monday night football in the books. A couple of blowouts the Philadelphia Eagles and Buffalo Bills winning easily Monday night. Takeaways on those two games. Uh, taking a look at how teams have looked offensively, defensively, good on offense, good on defense, bad on offense and defense throughout the first two weeks of the NFL season. And we might uh, learn some things there about a couple of those Monday night football teams and checking in on the Saints and the Bucs uh, two very interesting teams. We did not get to yesterday uh, where their season is headed after two weeks of the 2022 season, all that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williams
1: NFL analyst, Brian Peacock and former NFL scout, Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office with elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize picks daily fantasy made easy pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money. First time users can receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com. promo code locked on Matt Monday night football, uh, The Buffalo Bills looking like an absolute juggernaut. Some teams we have some questions about now going into week three of the NFL season. Philadelphia Eagles doing a number on the Minnesota Vikings as well. But I think we should probably start with the earlier game and the Buffalo Bills at the Tennessee Titans and two teams really going in opposite directions to start this season.
1: Yeah, and it's... I, I kind of called this with the Titans. I think it's going to be a very miserable year from them. Um, I think, you know, all of us had the bills as our number one preseason power rank team, but they might be even better than we thought on both sides of the ball. Very, very dominant, you know, four touchdowns by Allen, three of them to Diggs, who was uncoverable all night, caught 12 passes. You know, we saw Malik Willis in this game. I mean, Derrick Henry ran the ball 13 times, 25 yards, you know, I mean, just utter dominance from the Bills. The first quarter, I would say was kind of an even fight, maybe a draw lean towards the Bills. But then after that, forget about it. They just blew up with, um, you know, 34 points in the last three quarters to zero for Tennessee, not even competitive. And, you know, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this one. I know we're crunched on time, but I have a little bit of a regret. When we had our prediction time, I was extremely close to picking Bills, Eagles in the Super Bowl, the two winners from last night. And I didn't have the stones to do it because I said, I don't know if Jalen Hurts can outduel Brady, Rogers, Stafford, you know, those three teams with the, the incumbent quarterbacks. But I kind of wish I'd have picked it. I, I like where these two winners are from last night quite a bit. They're hard to play against.
0: You'd pick those two teams right now after two weeks, the two Monday night winners, Buffalo Bills and Philadelphia Eagles, to be in the Super Bowl?
1: I think so, and we're, we're going to have a Bucks discussion. I think that they're not in a great place, and the Rams have sputtered. I'm sure the Packers will get it right, you know, uh, but they're not uh, a powerhouse in terms of weapons, that's for sure, and the defense hasn't been quite as dominant as I expected. I don't think you can put Dallas as even a rival for Philly in their division, maybe a Vikings or a Saints or a Niners, but I think we're really stretching there, so I think that leaves the Eagles, who are playing the best of anyone in the NFC right now.
0: Buffalo Bills, 41 Titans, seven, the fourth, you mentioned the last three quarters. It was, it was the second and third quarter where they scored 34 points because they didn't need any more in the fourth quarter It became a preseason game in the fourth quarter with everybody resting uh, because uh, of how out of hand that game was. We got to see a little bit of Malik Willis there. He looked like he was, he almost threw a pick on his very first attempt and then kind of was afraid to throw a little bit after that. Um, But man. Twenty-six of thirty-eight passing for Josh Allen, 370 passing yards, four touchdowns, just big-time throws. Stephon oh. Diggs open constantly, twelve catches, one hundred and forty-eight yards, three touchdowns. After that third touchdown for Diggs, he had a better stat line than the entire receiving core of the uh, the, the Tennessee Titans. That had like ten catches for hundred yards at that point. And he was twelve for one forty-eight and three touchdowns, just, just unbelievable. And the Buffalo Bills right now are just scary and no doubt, are number one on everybody's power rankings going into week number three.
1: No doubt. Both sides have all been great. The quarterback's been great. The coaching's been great. The top weapon is great. You know, I mean, so Bills are in a, a fantastic spot. I think the Eagles aren't in a bad spot either.
0: Jalen Hurts is just keeps getting a little better better yeah a little bit better and right now i love what i'm seeing from jalen hurts get him another weapon on the offensive side of the ball with a.j brown a.j brown love seeing him making some plays after the catch there the defense is improved for the philadelphia eagles and you always want to see everything come together with a new season talked about the eagles and the the chargers and teams that you know win the off season that doesn't always translate to the regular season but so far for uh the chargers and especially the eagles that is absolutely translated and i love the gains that I've seen from the Philadelphia Eagles so far in 2022. And I'm with you, Matt. I'm, I'm all in on what I've seen from the Eagles. And Look, there's going to be ups and downs, but um, the Vikings, after how good they looked in week one against the Green Bay Packers, really laid an egg here. And I don't know if it was as much as the Vikings being bad, is the Eagles were just flat out better.
1: Flat out better. Tough situation, obviously, going into Philly Monday night. Yuck, home opener. Ugh. I mean, that's a terrible spot to walk into. So I still have hopes for the Vikes. Um, but I've said a lot of negative or questionable things about Jalen hurts on this podcast over the last two years or so. And I'm not taking them back. That's what I felt at the time, but boy, he is getting better. I mean, every time the Eagles snap the ball, they produce 7.1 yards of offense. I mean, that's a ridiculous number. The ground game is a constant over 36 minutes of time of possession. And you mentioned, you know, AJ Brown and Goddard and, Devonte Smith, it was great to see Brown, I don't say take a back seat, but those other two were his equal, you know, I mean, defending the three of them is brutal and they're all so different. I mean, I think they're in a tremendous spot, best O-line in the league or certainly in the conversation, uh, the Jalen Rager <laughs> revenge game didn't go so well and boy, Philly wasn't kind to him at all. Darius Slays out there picking balls off left and right, like he is a magnet for the football. And Cousins played terribly. I mean, three interceptions. And I can't help but think it's not a fluke that these big primetime games are when Cousins looks the worst.
0: I was going to ask you about that. Primetime games, playoffs. Yeah. What, is, what is it, 2-10 and ten now in, in primetime games, I think it is? It's awful, whatever, whatever There's is, something right? to it, and I don't want to believe that necessarily, but it just keeps happening. I How didn't can you, for like, a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, for a while, I'm just like, wow, they're tough games. You know, you're not going to do quite as well in marquee matchups. The opponent's better. You're not playing against the Bears or the Lions from two years ago in those type of games. But it's too much of a body of work. And I think he is a very anxious, energetic person, and that might even work against him. You know, I mean, some of his quotes and his personality and things don't seem exactly calming and Joe Cool talking about John Candy in the Super Bowl, you know what I mean?
0: Right, it maybe gets a little too jacked up for the prime time games. As being, you know, just a a tough and tenacious on Sundays somehow works better with with that personality. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. There's something Um, to it, though. You mentioned Slay with uh, against Justin Jefferson in that game. I mean, the, the that secondary adding. Um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at the last minute, who's kind of yeah. transitioning from that slot role with the Saints, he's playing pure safety for the Eagles. He stepped in quickly and, and played pretty well. So I, I love what I'm seeing from those Philadelphia Eagles in, in that secondary. Saying, "Okay, let's go, Justin Jefferson." They did a number. I mean, it, it, it was really, um, it was really fun to watch the Eagles play fast, play just so, just so confident, and so together on both sides of the ball i just i just like this is a football team that's running well and you look at the bills you look at the eagles that's why i'm so bullish on both those teams after this monday night win it's like man these these teams are just they just look like they know what they're doing on both sides of
1: the ball it's already clicking both sides of the ball both lines of scrimmage Dominant players in the trenches, playmakers a quarterback, playmakers galore. Um, you know, you mentioned the Eagles; they're a fun front office. I bet they're a fun team to be a fan of. That hey, late in the process, we're gonna go get Bradbury and Gardner Johnson. Like, right? Yeah. You know, secondary we're, look we're, a little shaky. We're yeah, we're not we're gonna, gonna, gonna do be high end starters.
0: Yeah, we're not gonna be some old front office like, oh, we got our guys and that's it, and we're gonna roll with them. Like, oh, let's, we see some, we see a way to improve in a time that maybe some teams aren't trying to compete. Let's go compete. Let's, let's go win. Mm-hmm. No doubt from, about it.
1: I mean, even like, draft day, we're going to trade for AJ Brown. Like, right. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. These are known nope. commodities.
0: They don't care what the trends are. They're, they're trying to, to do the best by their franchise and, and their mm-hmm. team and, 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 and do it as they see fit to, to improve their squad. And, you know, we've seen some moves in the past that were questionable from the Eagles, but right now the moves are working. It looks like, and they're set up to continue to be good uh, in the future with draft picks and, and uh, how they build this thing out. So a lot of a lot of fun there for Eagles fans, I'm sure. After two weeks of the NFL season, real quick with the Tennessee Titans, who are in big trouble. Are they in big big trouble, Matt? One yeah. thing that is important on the schedule looking ahead: the 0 and 2 Titans and the 0 and 2 Las Vegas Raiders next week. So one of those two teams has mm. to at least win or tie. So um, at least that's something to look forward to with those Titans, who are who are going to go home and host the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: That might be a loser leaves town match.
0: Oh, yeah. If whoever loses that is done.
1: Uh, the AFC only saving can... grace is the AFC South stinks, you know, so that could help <laughs> the Titans a little. Yeah. But man, yeah. I mean, I, I've been critical of the Titans. I just thought it was going to be a down year. Their version of a rebuild, a big step back. I, I mean, I trust the organization to come back, but they're not a play from behind team. You know, they're a Henry until you can't handle it anymore game manager, quarterback, you know, run after catch type dudes. And I think they're going to be playing from behind too much. Um, I hate to say it, but I think when the season's all said and done, we'll see plenty of Malik Willis to make some sort of evaluation on him. Is he promising? Does he have no chance? Whatever.
0: It would be smart to to get a little bit more evaluation, see how he's improved throughout his rookie season from when he showed up in his first rookie mini camp. And with the Titans in that division, you do have hope. I mean, you ran, you ran into a juggernaut. If you're the Titans, if you're a Titans fan right now, trying to figure out where this sure. team could be, um, they're not. They're not Home the opener, worst. Or Monday team night you.
1: in Buffalo, you know that's yeah. not a great situation. <laughs> you, know, right.
0: if you run into that in week two, it's rough. Maybe you started slow in week one. Now week three, you have an opportunity in that division, but you got to get to one and two after three weeks, and then have an opportunity to climb back up and. Like you said, that that is still a winnable division at one and two because nobody's going to run away with that thing, the way things have looked so far in the first two weeks of the season.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we actually have a Twitter question if we get to it. To, it's focused around the AFC South as well as, well as the AFC North. Um, uh, to me, that's the Titan saving grace, is who you're competing with in the division, not the conference, where the Raiders don't have that advantage for next week's right. game.
0: All right, we'll talk a little bit about those divisions coming up. Uh, we will talk. Oh, real quick, and I
1: wouldn't bury the Vikes at all either. I mean, they I, I still think the Vikes could win their a division. Um, they're probably somewhere in between what they look like in week one versus week two. Brutal situation for them. Justin Jefferson owners, your, te- your team will be fine. You know, I mean, I'm not super worried about Minnesota.
0: 500 team again, as always, man. That's what the Minnesota Vikes <laughs> All right. Uh, Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles at Turo for just about any occasion, any budget across the United States, Canada, and the UK. Go check out Turo.com right now. You'd be surprised how many cars are available in your area to get you from point A to point B. You just need an economical vehicle and You don't want to go the rental car route. We all know how that is. It's not always the funnest thing and not the greatest selection of cars. You can find a really cool car to take uh, even on an economy basis from point A to point B. If you need a car for the weekend, you need a car for the day. You just need to go run some errands and, and you don't have a vehicle for the day or for the next couple of hours. You could get a classic or luxury car for that special event. Show up in style to an event by a host with but It's just, these hosts have an amazing selection of cars everywhere for you to choose from. How about a spacious SUV or a minivan? You need to take the family on a long road trip. You need to haul some things uh, and you need a ton of camping gear or something like that. You can find that sort of vehicle at Turo as well. Maybe you want to test drive that new electric vehicle a car. You've had your eye on. You're not sure if it's going to fit in your lifestyle. You want to test drive it really, you know, feel what it's like to drive a car before you buy it, you can do that at Turo as well. And many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Ditch those boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out everything going on on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team is covered by a local expert. Okay, Matt, looking at the Buccaneers and the Saints. They just happen to play here in week two, and they're two very interesting teams right now because they are the two favorites in the NFC South. And with the Saints, who barely snuck by the Falcons in week one, and... The Bucs, who have not looked great in two weeks, but their defense is held on and their offense is held together with tape right now, uh, with athletic tape, um, they're off to a 2-0 and start. It was a twenty ten win for the Buccaneers over the Saints, but I didn't come away from this game feeling great about either team. And I want to start with the Buccaneers because Godwin came back maybe a little bit too soon in week one from his injury, got it, injured he didn't re-injure the same injury but now he's dealing with a hamstring then you had julio jones who looked pretty good in week one and then suddenly classic julio shows up on the injury report and didn't play in week number two and there wasn't even an injury that i knew about from week one in that game then you have an offensive line that has just been banged up and more and more injuries stacking up there and so and tom brady's not young obviously everyone knows that and just looking at him he's starting to look thinner and, and a little older and he's still playing at a high level, you know, 17 fourth quarter points for the buccaneers to to win that game. It was 3 to 3 going into the fourth quarter. But h- how do you feel about the buccaneers? And we'll talk about Winston his back and the Saints in a second, but how do you feel about those buccaneers right now after 2 weeks because even though they're 2 and 0, I'm a little bit worried.
1: I am too. Um kind of talked about that earlier with I wish I had to pick the Eagles to be the Super Bowl champs. And I'm sure Brady and company will get things figured out more so than most teams. But, you know, you look at their two, two scores, you know, they, they beat two, two division teams or two, you know, two teams pretty handily looks like they're in a commanding situation. They're one of the best teams, in the NFC. Eh, I don't know about that. You know, I mean a 30.9 QBR for Tom Brady in this game against the saints and Really physical game as these always are battles hits, you know, big people, you know, smashing into Brady and big physical D lines that are hard to handle and the receivers are really short. They, I mean, they had to cause five turnovers in order to win this game. It was a battle up until the end. The fourth quarter belonged to Tampa, but the turnover battle was a story Um I don't know if I'd say Brady's not playing well. It's a little hard to say go that far, but they're only running the ball okay at best. They had to go out and sign Cole Beasley today, which certainly is a Brady-type receiver. Uh, Evans is suspended next week. You know, that news just came out a little bit ago. I don't know about Godwin and Julio and all the, you know, you're counting on Millers and Perrymans and guys like that. No Gronk, third left tackle. But, boy, the defense is phenomenal and might be the best defense in the league right now. So at least they have that trump card to lean on while Tom gets the other side of the ball right. You know, We'll see. This is going to be a challenge for the old man.
0: And and that's a saving grace. You have yeah, yeah. the greatest quarterback of all time, and the defense has given up 13 points over the first two weeks of the season. I know there was the DAC injury, and that was sort of an ugly one in week one with the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see if that defense gets challenged a little bit more. Um, but... I think they'll be okay. They would still be my favorite to win the division, but man, yeah. all those injuries on the offensive side of the ball that you just painted there, it's, it's kind of a, a bleak picture, but they have a lot of time to get right and get healthy before the playoffs too.
1: Yeah. And we were talking, you know, big picture NFC thoughts a little bit earlier. Fortunately for both these teams, Carolina looks like a train wreck in a, in a firing waiting to happen. Atlanta just doesn't have the horses to compete. So both these teams, big picture, playoff aspirations, division aspirations, are in good shape. You know, whoever comes in second is probably going to compete with the Niners and Vikes and those type of teams. Dallas, you know, and I like their chances to get in the final seven. So yeah, a lot of this, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but what, what's going to be more important to these teams is December, January. Then now they have some time to work some things out. And the Saints need to work a few things out too. I mean, no Kamara in this game. Winston's got broken bones all over him, or you know, whatever that's going on there. You know,
0: that's I mean, that's big. I, I, I'm not. I, yeah. If I was, if I was picking again, I had the Saints making the wild card. I would not put them in as a playoff team, the wild card team, right now. Not only seeing Jameis Winston throw, you know, classic Jameis throwing three times to the the opposing team. You know, three interceptions in that last game, but knowing that there's multiple fractures in his back. How long yeah, can right. you last with multiple fractures in your back as an NFL player? And, you know, you're trying not to get your quarterback hit, but that might be the next hit, and he's done this year. So yeah. that worries me. They're worse on defense and offense than they were last year. They they lost some pieces. Haven't really seen the Olave and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas did have a, a touchdown catch in that game. But um,
1: there were some I, just misses, but
0: yeah, so maybe I,
1: that's because you've broken bones in your back, you
0: know. <laughs> right, and that's not going to go. <laughs> what well. Right. Back- are going to be there in week 17 still. Um, so that's uh, that that's yeah, the the Saints are a team that worries me right now and looking at the rest of that division. And I don't know, I, I think just keep handing the ball 24 times a game to Leonard Fournette, play some yeah. defense if you the Buccaneers and uh get into the playoffs as the as the division winner there and, and try not to get anybody else hurt because I, I don't see anybody competing with the Bucs, even though I'm not super Excited about what I've seen with the Bucs and all those injuries. Uh, I'm, I'm even less excited about the Saints. And I don't know if I'd even pick the Saints to be second in that division because uh, the uh, the Atlanta Falcons seem a little chippy this year. <laughs>
1: but the, wow. they also don't have ambitious. Horses, even
0: well, they've only lost by a combined, what, four points against the Saints and the Rams in True. two weeks. Yeah,
1: I like what they're doing. I do. I just don't think they have the talent to do it for 17 games or be competitive for the long haul. Um, I mentioned Brady's QBR in this game. Winston's was thirteen point seven. Oh boy, and and BP my my main league, my main money league with my buddies. I, I waited on quarterback as I always do. Lance and Winston are my quarterbacks. I'm in last place right now. Killing me. <laughs> <laughs> one's out and one's really injured.
0: Yeah, one's got Not a broken fibula. The other one has multiple fractures in his back, but is at least still yeah. playing. Yeah,
1: I okay. lead the league in quarterback broken bones.
0: Not a good place to be.
1: No, not where you want to be. Last in points.
0: Okay, you have a stat uh, that is an infographic here that uh, we've got to bring up about how teams are playing on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball. We'll get to that next, and then maybe talk about one more division as well to finish up today's episode of Peacock and Williamson. And I hope you all listened to prior podcasts when I talked about prizepicks.com and those Monday Night Prize Pick projections there was a couple that seemed like they were easy money to me and that was going less than the 275 and a half projection of passing yards for Kirk cousins and going over the 200 and more than the 265 and a half passing yards for josh allen on monday night football and those both were winners pick two to five players at prize picks and if they score more or less than their prize pick projections you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry no competing against other people this isn't a, a huge pool of fancy players that you're playing against sharks and things it's just you versus those projections available at prize picks not only football either this is daily fantasy sports so every sport you can imagine NFL and college sports and esports, and tennis NASCAR boxing MMA you name it disc golf you can find it at prize picks and find some projections to pick more or less than those prize pick projections entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states including canada download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first-time users can receive a 100 percent instant deposit match up to 100 dollars with promo code locked on if you deposit 100, prize picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50 to play with. Don't forget, enter promo code locked on at up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Matt. Looking at the EPA per play here in the NFL after two weeks. And this is both offensive EPA and defensive EPA. And I don't know, Matt, if you want to preface this. Uh, yeah a little sent me and just talk about epa and why it's important epa per play and then we'll talk about the teams and where they're at after a couple of weeks and then when you see the the when you see the graphic too it just really drives the point home for how good especially one team has been so far in 2022
1: yeah one of my off-season side projects was to learn more Be more EPA-friendly, learn more about EPA. I respect the stat. It's expected points added, and it changes on every snap, and it's a snap-by-snap situation. You complete an 80-yard pass, your points go up dramatically. If you get sacked, it goes down dramatically. Every sack influences it. You can judge players. You can judge teams. Well, I sort of failed. EPA still eludes me a little bit, and so I, I steal it from others, to be honest with you. The sites you go to to manufacture EPA data are a little over my head. I still I need I need a tutorial in EPA, but I want to learn. I think I retweeted this, so check my Twitter timeline at Williamson NFL. I think it's from Ben Baldwin, who's kind of like the EPA guru. You know, he, he does great work. Computer Cowboy is his his Twitter feed. But if you look at this graphic, and unfortunately we don't have it for you, it, it really shows. You know, there's four corners. Good O, Good D. Bad-O, bad-D, bad-O, good-D, good-O, bad-D. And as you would imagine, especially after last night, Buffalo is way above everybody else. I mean, they're good at everything, times a million. And Tennessee is now the worst in both categories. You know, playing Buffalo in a two-game sample size sure doesn't help. But to back up our thoughts on these bad-O, good-D people, the Bucks are kind of alarming. I mean... Pretty darn bad D, bad O, great D. Your Niners are in that category. The Saints are in that category. My Steelers aren't too far off. So I found that kind of interesting. If we were going to talk Bucks saints they're kind of doing the same things right now to be successful, where the Bills are just blowing out the rest of the league. Some other teams that are high in that situation is the Chiefs, as you'd imagine, Miami, um philly they're a little stronger offensively than defensively but they're at the top of the league and then the junk teams right now are seattle and tennessee as i mentioned in terms of bad O, bad d
0: and the titans are in that place where like the bills are the bills have almost the best offense in the league the chiefs are there uh with them as well but Mm the titans are, are on the other side of things and we saw what that looked like with those two teams going against each other on monday night and you know adding to it because they played each other but the titans nearly the worst offense and worst defense in the nfl and then as we talked about with the buccaneers with the offense uh good d bad o as as yeah, about yeah. as uh as stark as as you can be and no other teams any anywhere near them in that quadrant no so, they're
1: standing alone in their corner right. here. yeah
0: so it's the outliers that really stand out especially the way this is depicted here for those of you watching on uh, the video stream you can see the graphic here and we're trying to explain it as best as we can for those of you who Mm -hmm. are not viewing us and by the way you should subscribe to the locked on nfl channel to find this podcast every single day on youtube um and and expected points epa is expected points added and so essentially what they're doing is uh whatever you know traditionally whatever you can expect a team to do in a certain situation when they get the ball they have a certain down and distance whatever teams normally do there this is what your team uh, is doing versus what a team normally does so right, the bills right. are essentially what a normal team would do if they had the ball in the 25 yard line the bills are doing a lot better than they are
1: <laughs> yes offensively
0: so, and defensively yeah
1: so a couple other good O oh, bad d are the cardinals lions Ravens and Browns and that brought me to an unsolicited AFC North Twitter question. BP's having some Twitter, Twitter issues at the moment, but they asked me, you know, the AFC North went zero and four this week. What is the state of this division compared to other divisions? I mean, is it a rough year for the AFC North? We looked at it like it might be a powerhouse, the Ravens and, and Browns lost in ungodly fashion. I mean, uh, the Steelers are very mediocre. The Bengals are in trouble. You know, what's, what's your thoughts real quick here in this last minute or so on the AFC North?
0: Well, one of them has to make the playoffs, but wow, this division has really tanked compared to where I thought they would be after two weeks. And I I think the Steelers are kind of right there. They're, they're going to be a competitive team might lose a few of those three point games more than, Mm -hmm. than win those, those tight games, just because, but they you know they're in, they're on a different trajectory right now no TJ Watt and then hopefully, you know, at some point you get your your rookie quarterback in there, and he's the real deal, and you're you're back and you're cooking, and you know, yeah. So we'll see what that looks like for the Steelers. I don't, I think they're the least surprised It's hard to
1: envision that could right. happen, right? yeah. But
0: man, just the volatility of that Ravens team right now, and seeing what, seeing where their warts are versus what their strengths are, I still think they're going to be there in the end. They're going to get more healthy at running back, which is going to be important for the Ravens. Yep. So if I had to bet, I'd probably bet on the Ravens winning that division. The Browns, with the quarterback situation, I think they're just going to be mediocre up and down. They're going to win some. They're going to lose some. And the Bengals worry me. they got to show something because they haven't yet over two weeks.
1: They better soon, very, very soon. 0-3 is real tough to overcome in this league, although I think they might have the best roster in the division.
0: We'll talk more about all of these NFL teams as we do every day here on Peacock and Williamson. Thanks for making us your first listen, and we'll be back tomorrow right here at Peacock and Williamson.